Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. So, Christmas is over. Now what? Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for caring, for teaching us. We thank you that you acknowledge us all the time, every day, that we are the most important thing to you. Help us, Lord, to give you that same love and attention, that same awesome compassion that you have for us. Teach us, Lord, how to give that back to you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so Jesus was talking to me about his birthday, Christmas. It's really actually his birthday. So what do you think Jesus would have wanted for his birthday? I know you're probably thinking, maybe this message should have been before. But you know what? I don't pick my messages, and that sounds just like him to me. So what do I want for Christmas? You know, why would he tell us that after? I know why. Because we're so anxious. Because our Christmas really isn't about him. It's really about what we can see. Getting our house ready for company. Getting the gifts for the, for, um, the people that we buy gifts for. Maybe it's the big to-do at church. Maybe you're part of the performance that happens. There's so much to do at Christmas time. We have so many things going on. Everything seems to happen in our lives that all of a sudden we need to get done at Christmas time. And so our attention is not on Jesus. And especially if you have kids. It's, it's just too much to do. It really is too much to do. And so, of course, if he butted in and said, hey, it's my birthday, <laughs> we, we wouldn't even hear him. I mean, we do, we do hear him say that to us, maybe through a sermon, maybe one of those still thought thoughts that we have way in the back of our mind that we just ignore because we don't have time to deal with that right now because we are already in the midst of what we're doing for Christmas. And so we're not going anywhere else in our thinking with that. And so um, when he gave me this title for actually an article I wrote, Christmas is over, now what? Christmas is over, but there is still plenty to do and much to look forward to, he said. But this message is going to be called, I believe, What Did Jesus Want for His Birthday? What would Jesus want for his birthday? I know, I, I know, I can tell you. I know the most important thing to him is that none, not one of us would perish. He is so in love with us that he gave his life for us, right? He gave his life for us. That's how important we are to him. He took those stripes for our healing. For our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, our pain, he laid down his life for our eternal life. And so that is the most important thing to him. So how does that relate to us? What can we do about none of, none of, that none would perish? What does that have to do with us? He said, if you believe, you would do what I was doing. And he was going around doing good 
showing the Father, saying what the Father would say, doing what the Father would do. Our Father is in love with us. He's in love with us. And it is his will that none of us would perish. And Jesus came to show us the Father so that we could unite with him. He gave his life so God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, would come and live on the inside of us and be with us all the time. Teach us, counsel us. He, he would be our standby for everything. And so Jesus is coming a second time. And he's going to gather those who know him and love him. And so what Jesus wants for Christmas is for us. You know, most of us um, have this thinking. Most people have this thinking that their part to do has nothing to do with what Jesus's mind is on, which is to go and to do his will, to go and do his work. We think we have this, our work to do, our job to do, and we're so busy doing that that we can't take on another task, and that is to go and tell his people that he's coming and that we need to get ready. We need to prepare the way for him. And if that seems too overwhelming to you, then all you have to do is go to him and say, how can I do that? What is it that you want me to do? How can I actually do that and what I'm doing now? How can I pull this off if this is what you're asking me to do? Assure, assure, I assure you, John 14, 12. Most solemnly I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. You're going to be able to do it because he said so. Not because you have all these other things going on, which, well, that does get in the way. But he knows what we have to do in a day. I have felt overwhelmed when he told me what to do. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know how I can do that. But the thing is not to worry about tomorrow today. And he said that. Don't worry about tomorrow today. Today has enough for you to deal with. You don't worry about tomorrow today. And so with Jesus, you just take it a step at a time. Just sit down and do this video. Just sit down right now and write this article. And you'd be amazed at how much time we really waste um, when you start working for Jesus, when you start doing that doing that thing for him, when you start preparing the way for him. You realize all the time that maybe you spend flipping through your phone, through Facebook or, or YouTube or whatever it is that you do, or the time you just sit around maybe complaining about something that takes time. The time you sit around worrying about things. You know, the enemy comes and tries to get you to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, where you're going to work. But if you would just take that time and sit down with Jesus and ask him how you're going to do that greater thing, how you're going to do what he did, he's going to start showing you. 
He's going to start teaching you, recreating you in his likeness. He's going to teach you his way. He said in Revelation 3.19 that he is going to correct you, and he's going to teach you. And so it's no worries. You just sit with him, and you start doing what he tells you to do on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, a minute basis. Just listen. Just have an ear to hear what he's saying to you. And whatever it is he has for you to do, it's certainly greater than what we're doing without him. Isaiah 6, 8, I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear and continually, hear continually, but understand not, and see and see continually, but do not apprehend with your mind. And so he's asking us, Who will go for me? Who will pay attention? Who will care what I care about? Who will do my will? I'm coming. Who will tell them? May he send you out to do his work. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. He's going to make sure you have what you need. And so that's what Jesus wanted for his birthday. And he waited till after to tell you, because now you have an, a whole year to plan for his next his next birthday. Because before his birthday, you weren't listening. But now you have time to open up your heart and have compassion for that thing that he wants for his birthday. And that is for you to be a part of his life care about what he cares about, that none should perish, and do the thing that he tells you to do to make that come to pass. And nothing's too small. Everything matters to him. It might be visiting someone in a nursing home for a while. It might be teaching that person that you're visiting to forgive so they can move on into their eternal life. A lot of people in nursing homes are are suffering, and it's not God's will that they would perish without forgiving that person that they're holding something against. And a lot of times that's why they're still here. They're still here. He's waiting to send you out. That happened to me more than once. I was assigned to someone to tell them, to show them, help them to forgive. And one lady, it was just a matter of a week. And she didn't tell me she forgave, but she listened. And then I knew she forgave. In fact, she never believed in speaking in tongues until the end of her life, and all of a sudden, during worship music, she started praying in tongues. And shortly after that, she left in peace to her eternal home. The most important command is to love, and so we have to forgive. And and maybe that's where God will start you. 
You know, if you say, what can I do for you? He might say, forgive so-and-so. Love them. Go out of your way for that person. That's a conviction of your heart. You know, someone that's done you wrong. To forgive that person, it's a learning experience. But once you decide that you're going to do what God told you to do, then the rest is easy. Once you decide you're going to go for him and do his work, and you just decide that you can handle it because he asked you to do it, he's living on the inside of you. Once you decide, then you can go do that. You can forgive. You can love. You can give someone your time. You can stop complaining. You can appreciate what he gave you. You can appreciate the here and the now, the moment you're in right now. Instead of looking to that thing, I just learned this recently, or became aware of it. I was in a place where I was looking forward to something and not appreciating where I am and what I have. Because I was dreaming ahead. And it's okay to dream. It was okay to dream. But then, before that dream comes, you have to appreciate where you are. Appreciate what God already did for you. And yes, looking forward to the promise is what it's all about. But being a part of his life and looking forward to his dream is as well. He, during this time of suffering, long-suffering, waiting, he is still in a place of appreciation. Especially, yes, especially when you say, yes, Lord, I will go for you. I see that you're hurting, and it's not your will that one should perish. I mean, Jesus said he can't wait. He wished it, he wished it was over now already. Luke twelve forty nine, I have come to cast fire upon the earth, and how I wish that it were already kindled. Why would he say that? Why would he say that? Because he wants it to be over. He wants to move on to the new heaven and the new earth. He can't stand the pain and the sorrow that is happening on the earth. But he loves us, and he's appreciating the time that he has to gather all that he can before the fire. And so the same for us. Take this time that you have to do his work so that when you stand before him that day, you're not wishing that you would have done it. Refocus your dream to be as his dream. You know, when I when I started um, looking at what he was saying to me, taking a step back, 
My dream and his dream is the same, but included in the dream that I have, he wants me to include his. It has what I want includes what he wants. And so we both will be rewarded. And whatever dream it is you have, ask him how that correlates with his dream, and he will show you. And then it's so much easier to know that it'll come to pass. Just like he knows the Father, what the Father said will happen. Just like he knows many will perish, many will stand before him and will not have acknowledged him. He knows what will come to pass. And he wants to share that with you. And he wants you to be a part of it. And he wants you to care about what he cares about as he cares about what you care about, as he cares about what your dreams are. And as he's taking this time right now to give us a chance to get ready, let us take this time right now to make his dream come true. That none should perish. And you will be rewarded, richly rewarded. We will be rewarded. And he will be rewarded. His heart will be content. Right? Because it's not his will that one should perish. It's not his will that any perish. And so don't be content with just your dream. Add his dream. Give him what he wanted for his birthday. Do that greater work. Do what he asked you to do. Right here and right now is so temporary. What has eternal value in your life? Someone said that to me a long time ago. And I didn't know what I know now then. But we do so many things that have no eternal value whatsoever. Jesus wished this would already be over. Watching the suffering on the earth and being caught in the middle of wanting to come and wanting to wait for those who will perish, but wanting to come to save those who are suffering. If you get your mind on that, you will live your life differently. When you care about what he cares about and work to make his dream come true, your dream will just automatically happen. Many will perish for that lack of knowledge. They don't know. They don't know why they're here. We're here to get ready to live with Jesus forever and to gather those around us to know that same thing, to know that you are here to get ready to move in with Jesus, to make that decision here and now. So, Jesus wanted you to know what he wanted for his birthday. We got everybody else what they wanted, right? 
for Christmas for his birthday. Now this year, let's think about what he wants. That person next to you that doesn't know him, are they going to perish? Or are you going to tell them? Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Think about what Jesus is going through. He's long-suffering. It's not his will that one should perish. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for sharing us what you want. And we thank you for your patience and for suffering while you wait. Thank you, Jesus, for correcting us. You said in Revelation 3.20, you're knocking at the door of our heart. And if we would heed your voice, you would come and live on the inside of us. And we are willing to heed your voice, Lord. I am willing to heed your voice and to learn more of you and to care about what you care about. And so we're asking that you would come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Be our God. Teach us. Correct us. We want to learn of you. Learn how to live with you when we leave here. Let me praise you and give you all the glory. So I hope that you prayed that prayer with me. You know, I was thinking while I was praying, um, he told me, I forgot to mention this, but, you know, this year I had my mind on him forcefully. It was hard to let go of what I usually do. But he was showing me it, that wasn't about him. It was about me. And it was about my tradition, the way I've always done things. And it didn't include him much at all. I mean, when you go and sing those songs, Away in a Manger and Silent Night and all those songs, you can feel close to him. And that's awesome. But he wants to teach us took him up even higher than just those few moments with him on his birthday. And I don't have the whole concept of that, but that's what he told me. And this year, I did much better than last year. And last year, I did so much better than the year before. And I don't know how many years we have left here on the earth to celebrate his birthday, but let's ask him to help us to grow up to his higher way and actually know what he's thinking and what he's going through. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.